Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning, where Kevin was born and raised, in fact. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. And we've got a great show on the way for you today. We're going to be talking about style versus substance in the financial world, the things that can distract you from what you should really be focused on, maybe answering some of your questions on the show, and maybe we'll play a little Price is Right. 888-885-PLAN is the number to get in touch, and I'll give that to you throughout the show today. 888-885-PLAN, or you can get your journey started on insightfolios.com. All right, Kevin, so let's talk a little bit uh, to start our show out today uh, with kind of an update from last week's program where we were talking about the SECURE Act. We're going to get to those other topics I mentioned at the top in a few minutes here, but I want to kind of bring everybody up to date on a little thing happening in the news with the SECURE Act and kind of an update of where that stands. You want to give us a quick recap for those who may have not heard some of our previous shows on the topic and what retirees need to be aware of? Well, the SECURE Act was something that was passed when President Trump was in, and now they're talking about the SECURE Act 2.0. And I just read this the other day, Walter, but the House passed, you know, Securing the Strong Act of 2022 in a vote of, get this, 414 yeses to five noes. Wow. I didn't didn't think they could agree on anything, right? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think they could agree on anything like that. So what does that mean? Well, it's got to go through the Senate, obviously, yeah, but the one, a couple of things that are going to stand out here for people that listen to our show is that, you know, f- for the smallest companies, they're going to do what is called offer an auto enrollment into retirement plans. So what does that mean? If you go to work for a small company, they're going to be allowed to auto enroll you in a contribution rate of 3% of your pay initially. You can opt out if you don't want to, but initially it's 3%. And they will increase that rate by 1% until it hits a maximum of 10%. And that's, I think that's a good thing because it'll get people saving. 3%, you probably won't notice it, and it'll get you on the goal to retirement somewhere down the road. The other thing is they're going to give small businesses uh, tax credits, you know, up to $1,000 per employee to get this thing up and rolling. And the other big thing that we talked about, I think it was last week, Walter, was that RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. Currently, it's age 72, but what they want to do in, in 2023 is increase it to 73, 74 in 2030, and 75 in 2033. So for those of you out there that don't, really don't need that RMD and you'd like to put it off a little longer, it looks like it's got a good possibility as soon as it gets through the Senate or if it does get through the Senate of that passing, and then that could help out a lot of people going from there. And then the catch-up provision. Would, would uh, the contribution level is going to go from 6,500 to 10,000 from Americans 62 to 64. So big, that can help some people. There. Yeah. Big jump, yeah. That can help some people, you know, kind of supercharge their their um, uh, savings towards retirement. Those are just a couple of things. And it did get through the uh, House fairly easily uh, with that big vote. 
And I think it's going to be coming to the Senate, I think, in the next couple of months that, that I read about that. And then if it gets through there, then it'll be enacted and we, we can work with those rules. And I think a lot of those rules are going to benefit people. Very good. Thank you for the update, Kevin. If you've got further questions about how Secure Act 2.0 impacts your individual situation, again, don't hesitate to reach out, Kevin. You can talk a little bit more about that, how it impacts your full portfolio and your financial future. Put it all in context of everything else involved in your plan. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-PLAN. All right, Kevin, I want to spend a few minutes talking about style versus substance today because, you know, there's some stylish things in the financial world that are great, but they can distract us from the substance that you really should be focused on. This happens to me all the time when, I mean, this is going to sound silly, but I guess when I'm looking at rental places, so we were talking about, you know, finding rental places in Johnson City and in the mountains and that kind of thing. And we're also looking at some summer beach rental places right now. And I get definitely suckered into that, like, one picture of the home that we're looking <laughs> at. And I'm like, ooh, that's the one. And you, then you, you realize that the style is great. But they took the footage with a drone. And so it makes the view seem amazing. And it's like the perfect house. And it's like, well, let's look at the actual substance. The house only has double beds, no queens or kings. So that's not going to be very comfortable. It doesn't actually have this great view when you're sitting on the porch where you're actually going to be sitting. That You only got that view because they took it with a drone. And so you start to peel back those layers a little bit. And it's like, hmm, the substance actually doesn't really match the, uh, the style. And that's really what's more important is that substance part of the equation. I'm sure you've had the same thing when you've looked at different places when, on your travels and where you're going around, right? Well, when we left North Carolina, I was looking online, just like you said, I was looking at pictures. And I really, when I thought, boy, that's a great view. And I started looking around and I realized, just like you said, it was from a drone. Right. right. And then there, you know, double beds and the whole the whole ball of wax. You know, at, at first it looked really nice, but then when the further you looked into it, eh, I thought we better go someplace. And we ended up in a in a hotel here at the Carnegie Hotel here in Johnson City. It's an old, old hotel. It's beautiful here, too. So if anybody's through this area, I'd recommend staying here because the pictures match what you actually see. Nice. Yeah, that's always that's always great. I love it when you see a property and you, it looks nice and private, like you don't have any neighbors, but they just took the photos really strategically, and then all of a sudden you see that there's another house like right next to it. Right you know, next door, yeah. You're not getting the privacy that you think you are. Uh, well, we see that kind of dynamic play out a lot in the financial world. So we've got five examples of where we see this happen for you to be aware of. So first thing is the sales brochures, right, Kevin? I mean, anything kind of looks good in a slick, fancy, colorful sales brochure, but we've kind of got to realize that there's fine print maybe involved that's not covered in the, you know, in the brochure or just some other uh, things to be aware of. Like, where do you see that substance not match up with the, the stylishness of the brochure? Sure. They all look enticing, don't they? And you look at them. What's, what's the typical brochure I mean, who, who you see, Who doesn't like Walter? just holding that glossy piece of paper with yeah. the color pictures yeah. and photos and nice headings on it? I mean, there, there's a psychological effect there. And usually it's a couple big smiles on their face and maybe walking the beach, you know, living the dream. It gives you that impression of. But you just hit it on the head, Walter, the fine print, right? you got to dive in to the fine print of what's happening here. I can give you a couple of examples. There are some, um, in, in the investment world we're talking about, some um, annuities out there, whether it be variable, indexed, or what have you, you know, they're f maybe 50, 60 pages long, the application to get through there. And there's a lot of fine print in there. 
So you have to be careful when you're looking at that sales brochure if they're saying, well, you're going to get, you know, uh, linked to the indexed and you're, you can go up, but you can never go down, but then the fine print. Well, they're going to limit how much you can make. You know, it looks enticing up front. You know, you see the big pictures of the couples walking down the beach and they're living their retirement dream. But in the end, you always have to read that fine print because the fine print or the devil in the details, as I like to call it, can get you in the end. So don't, you know, sales brochures are fine. They get you, you know, tuned to whatever product you may be looking at. And they're, and they're typically product driven, too. Um, but there's lots of fine print, and we have to be careful of what investments and what brochures are enticing you to do that. And, you know, do your homework, do your due diligence, and just don't base your, you know, your decision on that brochure. Great points all around there, Kevin. So sales brochures, one area where we see that pop up. It doesn't mean if you get handed a brochure, a document, or you know, a folder of information that it's bad. Just realize that you need to uncover that substance that lies behind there. Uh, something else that's typical in the financial realm is where you'll get hypothetical projections from an advisor or broker or some other representative. What is there to know about the style versus substance debate with these hypothetical projections? Well, hypothetical is just what it says, right? When I when you heard when you said hypothetical, what did you think? Well, like maybe, maybe, right? Perhaps. Yeah, maybe a big maybe, right? Right. So instead of using hypothetical projections, why don't we solve? We we, we usually use hypotheticals when we don't really want to talk in truths, right? Like. You know, you don't want to tell somebody, hey, I have this problem. So you're like, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, if this happened or right. that happened, right? And you'll get in, in the investment world, you'll get a lot of hypotheticals. When some, you know, some of these questionnaires I've seen, scale of one to 10, how do you feel about risk? And let's say you say six. Well, they're going to build you a portfolio based on six. And hypothetically, it's going to return those 6% every single year for years and years and years. And your investment um, plan is based on hypothetical projections. You know, what we do in our office is we're going to solve that. We're not going to hope. We're not going to, we're not going to project. We're going to solve it. What is your retirement number? What do you need to earn on your, re- and your investments going into retirement and through retirement so you don't run out of money? So I want to know that uh, number, Walter, wouldn't you? I, I would like that, yes. Yeah. So let's say you come in my office and we go through the planning process yeah. and we see how much assets you you put together. And then I, I, I'm going to give you two scenarios. Hypothetically, Walter, you come in my office. Hypothetically, if we earn 6%, you should never run out of money. Does that make you feel good? I mean, yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good, right? Yeah, I'll take but it. But then the other flip side of the coin is Walter. Now, we, we put our simplicity plan together. And you have to earn 2.7% on your investments from here all the, way through, all the way through retirement. Which one makes you feel better? Uh, well, if I only have to get 2% to be, feel okay, then I'll take that one. Well, I know, I know absolute that we have to earn that on there. The other one's just hypothetical. Oh, so hypothetical, what I do is say, let, mm-hmm. let's solve versus hoping you're going to get something. And that's, I think, what we do in our office a little bit differently. We're going to solve. We're going to get you a retirement number. And we're going to show you exactly how that corresponds to your investment plan and how it's going to get you to and through retirement. Hypothetical uh, projections are just that. Let's solve. Let's get that number. And so you know going into retirement what you absolutely, you know, your absolute minimum you have to do on your investments so you don't run out of uh, money in retirement. So you really don't start with the the wants. You start with the needs. And then the you deeds. can build in the wants later. Yes. Okay. And then, you know, if there's sense. more wants, then we're going to figure out that number. Exactly. That's a good question. That's okay. a good uh, sideway. Cool. 
Style versus substance, what we're talking about today on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area and beyond, but with an office right there conveniently in Pinconning. Come on in, have a conversation about your money, finances, and then Kevin will give you some great recommendations of other things to check out around the area, who to stop by and see, where to get some maybe good vittles for uh, you know for your dinner that night. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got all sorts of great great recommendations in the area. Didn't uh, take long to get food in there, did it? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Eight 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 five plan. Or like we've said, he might fire up the air fryer while you're there and get you get you a little you snack while, while you're meeting with him. Eight 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 five plan is the number to call if you've got any questions. Eight 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 five seventy five twenty six. You can call anything related to finances, retirement, or fishing. Uh, all on the table if you want to give Kevin a call. Eight 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 five plan. All right, so style versus substance. We also see this come in the world of testimonials and provided references. And this is actually something that's a little bit kind of in in flex right now in the financial world because testimonials have always been kind of taboo a little bit in the financial realm, right, Kevin? Well, you couldn't use them, but now they changed the law where you can use them, uh, the testimonials. But, Walter, if, I, if, if an advisor or anybody has a testimonial, are they ever going to put on a bad one? Well, probably not. <laughs> probably not, right? Yeah. So the references, you know, they're not necessarily telling you the truth. They're not telling you both sides of the story. There's a better way to check out advisors. And, and you know, you can go on to, you know, several sites and look at their background to make sure they don't have any strikes against them. You don't have any, you know, telltale signs. You don't have any, you know, advisories about them. And the testimonials and references are good in a sense, but you're never going to get a bad testimony. You're never going to get a bad reference from an advisor. At least I wouldn't think so. So you got to be careful on testimonials and references when we're going forward in there. Yeah, it's an important one to be aware of for sure. All right, what about advisor awards? Man, I wish people knew all of the skinny and all of the details around uh, this section of the conversation because, boy, you want to talk about kind of a seedy underworld, Kevin? Advisor awards are just, it's a crazy little secondary world of the financial industry, isn't it? It is. Give me an example of what you're thinking of when, when you when you read that, Walter. Well, I know that there is um, they essentially there's there's ways that advisors can pay for an Emmy, and it's like a made up fake Emmy award that yep. they can then give themselves. They can go to a fake presentation that you know awards them this fake Emmy award, and then they can put the video and publish it on their website and then use it as a promotion to make them seem like a lot bigger deal. Same thing with like book awards, and you can call yourself an Amazon bestseller by like gaming the system a little bit. So there's a lot of really sneaky, kind of creepy things that you can do in that, in that space. And it's well, not just the advisor world. I mean, that those kinds of infrastructures kind of yeah. exist for other industries too, but... It's, yeah. it's everywhere. I mean, I, I had an ad, or I, I shouldn't say an ad, but I had a correspondence from saying, you want to be in the Wall Street Journal? And I'm looking into it, you know, be quoted, maybe they interview me. Well, they would interview you. I, I don't think I'd be in the Wall Street Journal. It costs quite a bit of money. And then just like you said, I could use that, put it on my website. Hey, I was, you know, I was in the Wall Street Journal, but it's not legit. So you have to be careful about advisor awards. Well, do you ever walk into a car salesman's and you got all the awards stuck all over the wall? Yeah, yeah, J.D. Power Associates and yeah, you know, yeah. this and that, top sales of this and yeah. num- number of cars sold in a week, this. And- yeah, so top sales, what does that mean? To me, it means you're getting through a lot of people. You're really taking care of them. So, you know, I think everybody takes these differently. I don't know about you, but I do certainly on these awards. Just be careful because as Walter said, and that's why I asked Walter that because he, he works with a lot of advisors. 
what he thinks about that and when he hit it right on the head. So be careful on that. Definitely one to be aware of. And then a little bit uh, along those same lines, professional designations, Kevin. Some professional designations are legitimate, require a lot of work to get them. Others, well, you can kind of get these designations through, again, just paying a fee and taking a couple minutes of an online course or, you know, just attend a weekend event and boom, you can call yourself something kind of, you know, that sounds special in the financial world. So sometimes those fancy designations and letters don't necessarily carry a whole lot of weight, do they? No. Early on in my career, there's something called FMOs who get a bunch of advisors like us together to kind of teach us things hypothetically, but they'll, they have come all kinds of designations. I can't remember them all, Walter. One may be, you know, senior advisor specialist or something like that. And you hit it right on the head. All you had to do was take the simple test and you paid a couple of dollars and you were, you know, awarded that, that designation. And then other designations, you know, you, you do have to study for. You do have to take exams. You know, the 65 exam, for example, is a security law exam. You know, what, what our fiduciaries have to do. It's not an easy exam. You really got to study for that. And then other things are, you know, completely um, bogus, if we want to call it that, because you, you attend a meeting, you pay a few dollars, you take a course, it's a fairly easy exam. So you got to look into these designations and make sure they're credible. That's the hardest thing to do is make sure these designations are credible before you take, you know, that uh, to task and think that that's going to come to pass. Another great one for sure, Kevin. So there you have it. Big breakdown on style versus substance. So with all these things said, Kevin, I mean, I'm assuming because I know you well, that you really try to build your practice more on the side of substance, right? You're not too worried about the style of uh, some of what you do. If you walk into my office, Walter, you're going to see pictures of fishing, hunting, places I've been. You don't see one award. You don't see any plaques. And because I, I think the substance is in our planning, and I think that's where the substance needs to come through. And our planning, our simplicity plan, will get you to and through retirement. With that, you know, that retirement number that's so important that everybody knows. You need to know. Let's not take hypothetical examples. Let's know for sure what you have to earn on your investments going forward. Let's not assume. Let's solve versus assume. And that's the big thing when we talk about substance. I don't want you walking out with, you know, you're thinking, well, if I just earn six or I just earn seven, I want you walking out and say, oh, that's exactly what I got to do. I get it now. I can go in retirement with the confidence I've been looking for, and I feel confident getting through retirement. Well, if you want to have a conversation with Kevin about your financial plan, again, it's easy to get in touch and talk about what you're going through, what your goals are in retirement, how to accomplish all of those things. Just pick up the phone, give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area. Again, an office right in Pinconning. You can also find him online at insightfolios.com. But an easy way to tap into that three decades of experience is to pick up the phone and give him a call. 888-885-PLAN. That's the number, 888-885-7526. All right, more to come on today's show. Lots of great financial retirement education information on the way. So stay with us here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all across the Tri-City area, base right in Pinconning. We're online at insightfolios.com. Go there and click the Listen button. 
You can ask questions to Kevin via the website or listen to past episodes of the show and tap into other great financial education and information. That's insightfolios.com. You can also email Kevin. It's Kevin at insightfolios.com, the address. Kevin at insightfolios.com. Kevin's got about three decades of experience. He's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, and he's going to navigate us smartly through this next portion of the program. Uh, Kevin, many folks have a favorite game show that they enjoy. Unfortunately, some people have turned their retirement planning into a bit of a game show-like feel, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today by talking about some of our favorite game shows from the last couple of decades, but also um, maybe where we see these game shows actually happening in people's portfolios. So first of all, one of my all-time favorites, I mean, I think everybody, at least in my generation, grew up loving it when you were sick and home from school and you got to watch The Price is Right. It's still around today, obviously, without Bob Barker, but um, just such a great show for you know every kid growing up sick at home, and a lot of people still watch it to this day um, pretty religiously. And um, were you a Price is Right fan growing up, first of all? Yeah, you know, that's funny you said that when you're sick and was able to stay home from school. I do remember watching that because my mom watched it all the time. My grandmother watched it all the time. And you evidently you did when you were home, too. Yep, that's right. I, I heard somebody the other day saying it, too, that they were like, you're, you're not a millennial if you didn't enjoy staying home sick from school watching The Price is Right. And, no, so and, that was, and Bob Barker, right? And yeah, I, Bob I think Barker. he's still alive, so he evidently that was good for his life. Even my dad. for Did he just retire or did he pass away? No, he retired. Oh, I he still did? Think okay. he, I still think he's in the, uh, you know, his his passion was, the, you know, the, the animals, right. and I think he's still in that. So. Yeah, you're right. He is uh, 98 years old right now. Where do you see people playing? Do we need to explain the prices right for folks? I mean, well, you, know, well, you guess prices of here, things, yeah. right? <laughs> we're guessing, right? We're stock picking. Yep. We're trying to time okay. the market. We're speculating, you know, whether the price is too high, too low, just like the price is right. Sound about right? Yeah, uh, speculating yeah. on different prices. Now, we're doing yeah. it on, like, small commodities, like small you know, small amounts, like what's this thing of rice cost typically? Right. Although sometimes there's a car or a boat or something like that that you've some, got to factor in. in there. So we know that if stock picking, market timing, speculating doesn't work, we we can you can read till the end of time how this how these things don't work. So if you're hearing things like you know the stock may be overvalued or undervalued or maybe you want to avoid it, who do you think you're talking to, Walter? Typically, that sounds like a broker, right? broker, right? Somebody yep. who's who's in it to sell a product or help you buy a product. Right. And they're not necessarily, you know, doing a plan for you. They're trying to pick the stock that's right for you or the bond or whatever it happens to be. So the price is right. You know, we're, we're speculating. That's, you know, we're trying to time the market. We're trying to pick the stock at the exact same, the exact right spot. And most of the time we know that doesn't work. Of course, you know, once in a while it does work out on our right, on our favor. But the price is right is not for you, our typical listener, because we need a plan. We need a plan that's going to get you two and three retirement. And then if we find out we have what we call surplus, you have money left over, then maybe we start looking at some of the stocks, individual stocks, play money, I call it. You know, you want to you want to fool around a little bit of money here and there and see if you can, you know, time the market or, or do the prices right. I think that's the way to do it versus trying to do it with your entire portfolio. Let's figure out what you need to do and what's the minimum, you, you, you know, how are we going to get those investments generating income for you? And then if you have a surplus, I think that's okay to do something like that. All right, so if your retirement planning feels like a game of the price is right, that's a red flag and maybe time to change strategies a little bit. 
What if our retirement plan process feels like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Remember that show? <laughs> I do. Jeff, Jeff Fox was there, right? Yeah, he was good yeah. on that. I've seen him a couple of times in concerts. He's a funny guy. But, he's, um, he's, he's, he's had a good shtick over the years, that's for sure, yeah. Walter, before you worked with all the advisors, or even when you're working with advisors, do you ever feel that's way over your head? When, when you're sitting down doing the planning process, it could be about anything. It could be about your house because I know you're renovating your house a lot. It could be anything. Yeah, absolutely. There's been lots of things where I'm like, how can I ever wrap my head around you know this concept? Some, some come easier than others, but sometimes you're just like, man, I feel like I've had this explained to me 80 times, and I still don't quite fully understand it or feel comfortable with it. Right. You have, to, you have to have a good teacher in most cases, and you have to be educated in most cases. But there's a reason we call the show – Simply financial. And there's a reason when you come into our office, our plan, our, fi- our financial plan is called Simplicity Plan. Because we want to keep it simple. It's basically a three-page financial plan that we go into. And in that three-page, we're going to show you what your retirement number is, what your legacy is going to be possibly, what your income tax rate is, what your how much of your total investments are going to be taxable, 100% taxable versus just interest or dividends. All of, those things, all of those things in three pages. And over and over and over, I get when people walk out, oh, I understand it. I get it. This is the first time that I've come into somebody's office, and I wasn't handed a 70-page plan that was so complicated. I, I finally you know, got a three-page plan. It shows how my uh, income is going to be generated. It shows my legacy potential. It shows my, you know, how much of my portfolio is 100% taxable. and going to give me some ideas on how to maybe change that. So are you smarter than a fifth grader? That's what we're trying to do in our office. We're trying to make it simple and break it down so people understand it. Great points across the board, as always, Kevin. All right, so um, that's a good one to remember. What about who wants to be a millionaire? If my financial plan feels like that one, that sounds like a good thing, Kevin. Well, it does, theoretically, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wall Street has done a good job of telling us you can't retire comfortably unless you have a million dollars. Have you heard that? Sure. I mean, it's just an easy, nice, big number to sort of target, right? Yeah. So we take every every American, and we say everybody needs a million bucks. That's what they're telling us, isn't it? Uh, it does start to feel that way a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does, right? So what does that have to do with you, the listener, right? What if you have a pension? Well, that pension could make up a huge amount of your income. I have clients, Walter, who have six-figure pensions, over $100,000 a year. Wow. Do they need a million dollars? Probably not. Well, it'd be nice, but they probably don't need the million dollars if you didn't have the pension. I have clients who have well, a lot of rent. It goes back to the conversation earlier, right? You're planning for need, not want. So right, does that cover right. their needs? Yeah, probably gets gets pretty close to it. And that's exactly, you hit it on the head. Your needs are going to determine what you're going to need to be saved for dollars for retirement. But if you have lots of rental properties, I have a lot of clients who have rental properties, and that's a really good income. So it's sort of like a pension to them. They, there's some upkeep in there, but it provides an income where they don't need their they don't even need their social security benefits. They don't need you know much in investment dollars. They just live off that that income that produces that. Walter, do you know anybody that uh, basically lives under social security? Let's say you have a husband and wife, and they're really enjoying retirement. And they got some money saved, but you know they're they're just enjoying it, and they don't need that much extra money in the monthly income. Yeah, contentment. You know, folks yeah. who are just just happy with simplicity, yeah. and they they just don't have a lot of those wants and needs for travel and crazy vacations and those kinds of things. So yeah, nice simple solutions. Yeah. So if you think you need a million dollars, that's good. Don't get me wrong. A million dollars would be nice. 
But how do you know if you need a million dollars? Well, it starts by sitting down and figuring out that retirement number. Maybe you do. Maybe you need $2 million because you're actually going to spend more. We don't know until you sit down and you, and you start that planning process. And then we'll tell you, in that simplicity process we keep talking about, then we'll tell you you have enough, you don't have enough. If you don't have enough, we're going to come up with a plan to get you there so you do have enough so you can retire and go into retirement. But just don't assume things. Like and I've said this earlier, don't assume. Let's solve what actually is going on with you in your plan and in your retirement, and let's know before you get into retirement what you have to do to get to and through retirement. It would be fun to have Regis Philbin at least involved in our uh, financial plan, though. If you I can. like Re- Regis, yes. I did, too. I thought he was great yeah. on that show and when he did the morning show. Regis yeah. was, was fun. Fun guy. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that his uh, full name was Regis Francis Xavier Philbin? I did not. Uh, and I was a big fan of his, too. Wikipedia always comes in handy with some interesting, uh, interesting info. I can tell you the reason I seen Sleepless in Seattle is because I heard him talking about it, how great the music was, and I bought the soundtrack because I liked it that oh, much, nice. too. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, he, was, he was definitely a fun show host, uh, and that was a, I remember that show captivated the nation maybe like no other in the evenings, at least in terms of it game shows. It did for a while, yeah. It yeah. did. Uh, when that first guy finally won a million, it was, you know, I just remember how crazy that was. Uh, last but not least, let's go to Family Feud. Uh-oh. Fun oh. show, but no, I don't think we want our financial plan going down this route, right? No. So the Family Feud, what did, what did you just envision when you said that? Well, uh, b- bickering over maybe like an inheritance, that kind of thing. Yes, typically. Or, you know, you get inheritance and mom and dad made one of the children the beneficiary, depending on that child to dole it out to the rest of the children and even though that child does the right thing the other children are still suspicious right because they weren't included on that on those things so in retirement in a retirement estate plan that's often what you end up with if you don't specify you don't want a family feud you want your your siblings to be your siblings you don't want to be mad at your mom and dad when they're gone because you you think they favored somebody more than the other and the other thing that you know pops up too is walter is a lot of people coming to our office don't have this. They need powers of attorney, financial and health powers of attorney. So let me give you an example. You get in an accident, uh, you're not married, and you don't have a power of attorney, and the family starts to fight. What do you think is going to happen? The state gets involved, I guess? Yeah, the point? state. Yeah, okay. you go to court. Somebody's going to be appointed guardian, uh, and that could go on for a long time. Who do we think of uh, the famous person who just got relinquished guardianship? Oh, well, there was the, the Britney Spears thing, right? Britney Spears, oh, right? Okay. For 14 yeah. years. You don't want to go down that road. You don't want to be caught in that scenario. So you want to name a health power of attorney and a financial power of attorney. Somebody's going to handle your affairs if you're unable to do that. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Get these things in place because that's what could happen to you. You're going to have family members fighting, maybe doesn't go their way, and then ends up in the court, and then the court appoints somebody, and you don't like that. And then the family members aren't talking to one another, and this can go on for years and years and years and years. So don't go down that road. Get your you know, your documents in place. Get the estate plan in place. Get your financial and health power of attorneys in place. Document what you want to go to, whomever you want it to go to. And be clear about it. Don't, you know, don't be vague. And don't think that one child is going to do the right thing because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Don't go down that road. Get your affairs in order. And we're talking about dying, right, Walter? Or something bad happened to us. 
like an accident. So make sure those things are in place before something does happen to us so we don't create that big family feud going down the road. You can avoid your retirement plan feeling like one of these game shows, Family Feud, The Price is Right, Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, uh, where there's so much chance. I mean, that's what makes these games fun, right, is risk and chance, and uh, you can lose it all. Well, we don't want retirement planning to really feel like that. We want it to be a little bit more steady. Again, we're talking about needs, not wants. And when we discuss needs, we want more surety. We want more understanding. And so if you want to talk a little bit more about what that looks like for your financial plan, pick up the phone, give a call to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And just let them know that you want to chat a little bit about your financial plan and have some questions about your retirement and how to do it properly. 888-885-PLAN. Like we talked about, you don't have to have a million, two million dollars to maybe have a successful retirement plan set up. If you've got Social Security, maybe maybe a pension, uh, a small inheritance to work with, and then some savings, sometimes that can be plenty for somebody to retire off of. So the uh, I think there's a common misconception out there too, Kevin, that you know you have to be a multimillionaire to even work with a financial advisor. If we were doing a show of common misconceptions, I think that one would certainly... That's a big one, yes. That would be on the list, right? You so, know what the minimum for our office is, Walter? What's that? We have none. Oh, no minimum. All right. No so minimum. No, no minimums. That's fantastic. So if you've got questions on your mind, want to talk those out with Kevin, uh, you might be surprised. And I think that's what Kevin has told me the most is people are very surprised that they're in much better shape than they think they're in after they come in for a meeting and truly get that written plan in place. So if you'd like to start that conversation again, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. He's right there in Pinconning, serving the Tri-City area. 888-885-PLAN. All right, more to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Thanks for listening. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. And uh, Kevin, a little you know, non-financial element for you here. Uh, let's look back, way, way back. What do you remember most about your first job? And how old were you, by the way? Well, my first paying job, I was about 15 years old. And I worked for the neighbor for guess how much uh, per hour, Walter? Let's go with uh, $3 an hour. A dollar. Oh, a dollar. Wow. A dollar an hour. That had been 1974. You're older than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> 1974. And his name was Tom. A very nice guy. He was my neighbor, and he owned lots of properties. So what he would do in the morning, he'd say, here's, you know, here's what I'd like you to do. And he'd leave me alone for the day. So the first thing I remember about my job was the freedom. You know, nobody overlooking me, no time per clock, no punching. That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, no punching the clock. Take a lunch when I wanted. Take a break when I wanted. And guess what I'm doing now in real life? You're kind of embodying kind of that same, same spirit, same, aren't you? Same spirit, yes. Yeah. So that's what I remember about that first job. I, I, you know, I only made a dollar an hour, but I really, really enjoyed it. And it was spending money during school, but it was just the freedom that it gave me. And that stuck with me. How about it, you? It sort of planted the uh, the whole idea of just being your own boss and, and having did. that freedom in your mind at an early age, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it did, because I love the freedom of that, so. That's cool. I really kind of, I would say kind of the same thing in mine. Um, I remember my first job was working for the local radio station and um, the station also owned, the guy who owned the station owned the newspaper. So I worked, you know, both of those. And so I just remember that same kind of independence. My first job after I learned some of the basics was to come in on Saturday and Sunday mornings and I'd run the, like the church programming and the sports programming 
um, in the mornings. And so it was it was so cool to be 16 years old and have a key to the radio station and literally the power to take the radio station off the air or turn on the microphone and just start talking. You know, like I could I had the power to do all of those things and a lot of responsibility. And they entrusted that to a 16-year-old to, you know, come in and do all of that stuff. And so just learned a lot about responsibility, I think, that first, uh, you know, all, you know, being on time, showing up, uh, able to greet people when they'd come through the door to drop off their tapes for, like, the programming that weekend, managing all sorts of different equipment. And then, you know, eventually that learned, uh, led me to learn how to, you know, talk on the air and uh, participate in actual programs from there. So it was pretty neat. That's funny. My, when I was a kid, my good friend, Randy Howell, who was on uh, WHN and local station. He, he was uh, doing that when he was, I don't know, 14, 15 years old in the Gladwin yeah. station, and I kind of followed him through. We didn't, we kind of lost touch, but I could hear him on the radio often. And I remember going into WHN when I was a kid and watching how it was all done. It fascinated me, and now I guess I'm doing that too. So Yep, you're living, living the dream as well. I'm living I, the dream, yep. N- nothing beat when I would do some weather reports, like record the weather forecast for the day or would do a commercial or something like that, and I'd load it up into the system and then I'd leave the station for the day, but I knew, you know, that it was queued up and getting ready to play, and so I'd turn on the radio and be at a stoplight or something after just driving away from the station, and then, boom, there comes my voice over the radio, and I'd be looking at the person <laughs> next to me in the, their, their vehicle, and I'd be, you know, like, smiling and pointing at the radio and being like, that's me, but not even knowing if they were listening to the same station, but <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just always neat to, neat to hear that, so pretty cool good memories yeah very good memories uh all right well there you have it getting to know kevin a little bit better on today's show we're going to answer one of your questions before we wrap up for the week coming up here on simply financial stay tuned let's see what people are saying about simply financial everybody on good great grand wonderful now back to the show Well, before we wrap things up for the week, want to get in a quick mailbag question from one of our listeners. If you want to submit a question for a future show, you can email Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. And Samuel says, I'm 72 and doing pretty well financially, I think. I have several rental properties that provide more income for me than I could ever spend, so I won't ever really be relying on the roughly $1 million in my investments. I guess I'm just not sure how I should be investing my money at this point. Can you give me some direction? Well, congratulations, Samuel. That's a that's a good milestone to hit that million. We just talked about it earlier, and then we talked about what, Walter, having more, more than enough income from rental properties. So it's kind of wheezed right into what we're talking about today. So, Samuel, for you, I'll be thinking about legacy. If you have a million dollars, depending how old you are, I think you said you're 72, and that's going down to your beneficiaries. Do you want that to go down as the most tax-efficient way possible, or do you want Uncle Sam to be a bigger part? So your investing should entail some of that. If you're never going to use that money, you know, I think you would want to leave that legacy somehow that you know it's, it's going to benefit your beneficiaries more than it would Uncle Sam, and that's going to include taxes, tax planning, those types of things. And I have a client that's very similar to you, and what they do now is they started giving – you know, they started gifting their children, their grandchildren, and whoever money now because they like to see, they like they get the enjoyment out of it. They get to see what that dollars is and how it's impacting their life and those types of things. So that million dollars that you have and you know how to invest it, you know how we find out, Samuel, 
you come in, we do that simplicity plan, and we're going to project because I think you're going to be surprised what your your million dollars is going to grow to. And then we want to make sure that we invest in such a way that it's the most tax efficient way. So you don't have to pay a lot of taxes going forward if that's possible and in the legacy portion. We want to leave that to your your heirs as the tax efficient as we could. I hope that answers your question. If not, come in, give us a call, and I'd be happy to go with your one-on-one on that, Samuel, and get that simplicity report, and we'll give you some ideas. Again, that number to call to get in touch with Kevin and start that conversation is 888-885-PLAN. That is 888-885-7526. Great way to have a conversation about your financial life, how to improve it, where you need to take it in the days and weeks and months and years ahead. Uh, whether you're approaching retirement or maybe already retired, like uh, you know the question that we answered on today's show, uh, wherever you are along that spectrum, it's great to get a true plan in place so that you can live your retirement life with a little bit more peace of mind and understanding of what's happening in that portfolio of yours. 888-885-PLAN is the number. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Just leave a quick message. Kevin and the team will follow up with you to set up that time to chat. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And always online at insightfolios.com. Kevin, appreciate your help today. Enjoy the rest of your trip there in Johnson City. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back in the Tri-City area soon. Yep, we'll be back next week. All right, sounds good. That's Kevin Ray and Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.